Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Doubt the impartation of your spirit. We pray, Lord, that by the teaching of the word, let clarity come. By the teaching of the word, let insight come. By the teaching of the word, let your children gain understanding and revelation in the knowledge of our, our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, tonight we're still on the journey of revelation knowledge. And we want to now, tonight we want to look at the man in Christ. The man in Christ. Hallelujah. The man in Christ. The man in Christ. What a faith conference we've had, a time of reigniting our faith, getting our faith stronger and stronger. We studied during the faith conference that the material for creating the supernatural is the word of God. Hallelujah. And the word cannot go without it being spoken. The word cannot manifest. The scripture says, we having the same spirit of faith. He says, I believed, I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. Hallelujah. So the speaking realm is a realm of manifestation. And then we went on on Sunday to look at the secret place, the place of prayer, the spirit the word letter without the spirit will produce nothing. And so the place of prayer catalyzes your faith, energizes your faith to produce. Hallelujah. So that's it. Tonight we want to still continue with the theme for the month, Revelation Knowledge. Revelation Knowledge. And we have established that Revelation knowledge is the ability to tap into the wisdom of God. The ability to receive the unveiled word. And the unveiled word was saying that the scriptures is called the mystery. So the unveiling, the Greek word is apocalypsis. The uncovering of that word is called revelation knowledge. This is what brought revelation knowledge that informed the writing of the letters or what we call the epistles. Hallelujah. So the Old Testament was Christ veiled or Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. The two go hand in hand. The scripture says, they without them, they, sorry, they without us do, would not what, be able to inherit the promise. So 
they received faith through the word they had in a promissory note. We do not have it in a promissory note. What they had in promises have been fulfilled. What they had in prophecy, we have received it manifested. So we have the manifestation of what was spoken to them in prophecy. Hallelujah. So what was spoken to them in prophecy has been manifested to us in the person of Christ. So what do we do? We now take hold of the knowledge of Jesus Christ to begin to live beyond the realm of the seen into the realm of the unseen. We can't operate in the realm of the unseen without the revelation, the knowledge. And then we also established um, the Sunday before, before this other one, that there is a voice beyond the voice. Hallelujah. The voice beyond the voice. I think that was during the, the faith conference, actually. The voice beyond the voice that energizes your faith. Today, we want to look at the man in Christ. The man in Christ. The end result of Christ or the revelation of Christ is to reveal the man in Christ. Without a revelation of Christ, you cannot know you. And without the revelation of you, you cannot know Christ. Hallelujah. So we're looking at the man in Christ. The man in Christ. Jesus says something very instructive in John 16, the verse number 14. Um, let's get into the scriptures tonight. John 16. Let's start from verse 12 to 13. John 16, from the verse number 12 to 13. Um, whoever is there can project it. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Which means in the moment, at the time when he was speaking, he said they could not understand it now. They could not bear it then. He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. And then verse number 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. The word show there is the word reveal it unto you. He shall receive of mine. So whatever we receive from the Spirit, which we call revelation knowledge, is what the Spirit shows to us. So the reason for knowing the scriptures is so that we can see. David said, I will behold wondrous things from thy law. Or show me wondrous things. Let me behold wondrous things from thy law. In other words, wonders will not take place unless you have seen. Revelation brings about a scene. 
what you see is what becomes your manifestation. Hallelujah. And it is where the Holy Spirit comes in. He says, open down my eyes that I may behold. So we don't just read the scriptures. We don't just listen to the word of God. We listen to for our eyes to be open. And we have come to understand that the opening of the eyes is not our physical eyes. It is the eyes of our understanding. So when you're understanding, it becomes improved, illuminated, flooded with light. It says, then you'll be able to behold wondrous things from the law. This is what produced wonders in the life of believers. Now, why did we read John 16, 12 to 13? It is to establish the fact that before Jesus died, the apostles, the disciples, did not understand most of Jesus' teachings. Doing so during the time of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the disciples did not actually understand most of the things he spoke about. No doubt he said to them that when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he shall what? He will guide you. The guiding ministry of the Holy Spirit takes place through number one, teaching. So when you are hearing the word, you are being guided. You are being guided by the Spirit of God. Okay? Now, why do I say this? Now, the Ethiopian Enoch, when he was reading, when Philip came to his chariot, Philip asked him, Understandest thou what thou readest? In other words, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I? Is the person writing talking about himself or another? He says, how can I? Understand, unless another man guide me. So there is a guiding ministry through the teaching ministry of the teacher. So Jesus, when he died and resurrected, this is what he said in Ephesians chapter 4. He said in Ephesians 4, I think the verse number 8, it says, wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Okay. So why do, why did Jesus give gifts after his resurrection? Now, now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first. So he's telling us how he gave the gifts. He first had to die, descended first, then ascended. Okay. And when he ascended up on high, into he first descended into the lower parts of the of the earth. Verse ten, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Talking about the Christ, glory be to God. Verse eleven. Then the verse number eleven says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So these gifts are 
guiding gifts. How do they guide? Why do they guide? They guide. The reason why they guide is to perfect the sense or to cause the sense to grow. Why do they guide? Is so that the sense will now be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Why do they guide? They guide so that they can be a force of edification for the body of Christ. Why? There is an end result. The end result is further down. Verse 13. Till we all come. Till the saints come in the unity of the faith. Glory. In the unity of the faith. In the unity of the faith. In other words, until we come to the place of maturity in the faith. And of the knowledge. Carlos Of the knowledge of the Son of God. So I said in the beginning, until you know Christ, you cannot know you. Until we come in the knowledge of the Son of God. It says, our knowledge of the Son of God is what makes a man to become perfect. So it says, unto a perfect man. They are not separate. It is your knowledge of the Son that makes you to mature, to become a perfected man. Unto the measure of the stature. And he talks about the perfection now. So he now describes what it means to be perfected. Or what it means to grow. And he calls this the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So a man that is perfected, a man that is matured, is a man that has a knowledge of the Son of God. And that knowledge means that you have attained a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That knowledge of the Son of God means that you have come to a place where you have gained the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You have come to know Christ such that you have an understanding of the fullness of Christ. This is what makes a man walk in love. Hallelujah. So if you read further down, it tells us again what all this means. So it puts a column there, not semi, but column, that we henceforth, so when you become mature, one of the signs of spiritual maturity for the believer is that you are no more tossed hence to and fro like a child. It means you have grown. And you are not also carried away by every fancy word. Wind is called the wind of doctrine. Every fancy teaching. But how? By the slight. And this is how the fancy teachings come. It comes through men that are sleeth, men smooth talkers, cunning craftiness. They come with all kinds of craftiness, whereby they lie in wait. And the main reason is to deceive, deception. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. So when you have a teacher in your life, the teacher in your life helps you to move you away from deception, move you away from lies, move you away from being tossed to and fro. He says, so what happens, but speaking the truth in love. So the teacher teaches you by speaking the truth in love. 
so that you will grow into him, into Christ in all things, which is the head of even Christ. Glory. So this is why you have the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit operates, number one, through guidance. And the guidance takes place through, number one, a teacher. The teacher there has been, in the New Testament, has been categorized into five. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. All these have a ministry responsibility. They are gifts to the church. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit will be doing. The Holy Spirit will be speaking through your teacher to guide you from error. So when he says, when he, the spirit of truth shall come, you will have, have no need of any man to teach you. It doesn't mean that you will be bereft of your teachers. No. What it means is that whilst your teacher is speaking, the spirit of God that is now resident in you will give you understanding such that you, that understanding will almost look like the teacher didn't even teach. Why? Because what is teaching is resonating with your spirit. You, you, you already even know it. Your spirit is able to capture it without error. Hallelujah. And when that happens, error is removed from your life. So the Holy Spirit unveils the scriptures through your teacher. Number two, the Holy Spirit, the guiding ministry of the Holy Spirit is through the Spirit of God himself where he speaks to you whilst you are hearing or reading the word. Praise God. So what the disciples before Jesus died could not understand the scriptures. Why did they not, why were they not able to understand the scriptures? Because they were dull of hearing. <laughs> they were dull of hearing. And it was not their fault. Also because the Holy Spirit has not yet been given. The Holy Spirit has not yet been given. John chapter 2. We see from um, the verse number 19. One of the examples. When Jesus spoke to them. Jesus answered and said unto them. Destroy this temple. And in three days I will raise it up. Glory. In three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews. Forty and six years was this temple in building. And will thou rear it up in three days? Hi. Now he speak of the temple of his body. The temple of his body. Verse 22. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he has said this unto them. So why are they now remembering something he spoke to them which they should have understood? Because at that time they could not understand. They did not have the capacity to understand because they had not yet received the Holy Spirit. And they, his disciples remember that he had said this unto them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Why are they now believing? Then what did they believe? They believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. So 
after his resurrection, his ability to teach was helped by the Holy Spirit. Before then, the Holy Spirit was not there. So they could not understand. But when the Holy Spirit had come, because the scripture says he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered. This is what Jesus himself said. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he shall bring to your remembrance the things that I have taught. In other words, you will now begin to have clarity. Light will be shed on what you have been reading that you never understood. This is called, this is what the Holy Spirit does in the life of the believer. Hallelujah. Now, John chapter 7, from verse 37. Let me say this before I get into the real message. This is just introduction. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Thirty-eight. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, he that believeth. If that is your own Bible and it's a physical Bible that you can underline, underline believeth on me. As the scripture has said, and underline the scripture, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, verse 39. But they speak he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Which means that at the time that he was speaking, the spirit has not yet been given because they should receive. So that means it will happen at a later time. Then he goes on, in fact, to explain it. For the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Why? Because that Jesus was not yet glorified. The word glorified simply means he has not yet died and resurrected and ascended. So the Holy Spirit will come after Jesus had died, been buried, and resurrected. Praise the Lord. So when that happens, we receive the Holy Spirit. What will the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit will birth a new man. The Holy Spirit will birth a new man. So that is what we are going to look at tonight. The new man in Christ. 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 Number one, we have one spirit in the New Testament. We have one spirit in the New Testament. It is called the resurrected spirit or the spirit of the resurrected Christ. Sorry, the spirit of the resurrected Christ. The spirit of the resurrected Christ. The spirit of the resurrected Christ. So, what happened? When Christ died and resurrected, something supernatural happened. Let's look at um, John chapter 5, verse 24. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth, I told you to underline the word believeth, right? On him that sent me, 
has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. That means that any man that is still in condemnation is still a dead man. Has passed from death unto where? Life. It's not going to pass. Has passed or is passed. It's a past tense. It's a fact. It's a gospel fact. It's a truth. So the resurrection was where the power of God was what? Was demonstrated. Remember, when Jesus says, has passed from death unto life, he's referring to both spiritual death and physical death. Has passed from death unto life. Revelations chapter 1, the verse number 5, the scripture explains the kind of death. But from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first to be born of the dead. What type of death? Spiritual death and also physical death. Jesus couldn't have died physically if he didn't die spiritually. His spiritual death was because sin was put upon his spirit. So he died spiritually. And the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So his death, after he was born again, Jesus was the first to be born again from spiritual death. What he did washed us, washed our sins away from us. And he did it in his own blood. Praise the Lord. He did it in his own blood. When that happened, the power of God was demonstrated. When his death took place, the power of God was demonstrated. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 23. That when Jesus died, washed us from our sins, his power, that was where his power, the power of God was demonstrated. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us? Who believe? Remember, I told you to underline, believe. So when you believe, what do you believe? We will look at that in a moment. When you believe, his power was expensed or dispensed towards us according to the working of his mighty power. 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. 22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. This is where we come in. And he calls the church 
which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Romans 1 4. That filleth all in all. So when he died and resurrected, he gave the church the authority. And the church is called his body. And declared to be the son of God. Jesus was declared to be the son of God with power. I told you in his death, God's power was demonstrated. According to the spirit of holiness. And the spirit of holiness there is the Holy Spirit. By the resurrection from the dead. The emphasis is that the end result of the power of God being dispensed is that Christ raised was raised from the dead. Acts 13 verse 33. The, that Christ was raised from the dead. Praise the Lord. Christ was raised from the dead. We have one spirit in the New Testament. That's what we are looking at. Okay. It's called the spirit of the resurrected Christ. Acts 13 33. God has fulfilled the same unto us. Their children. Talking about a promise. In that he has raised up Jesus again. As it is also written in the second Psalm. That's Psalm 2. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. So Jesus was born again. He became the son of God. When he was begotten. And when the scripture talks about this day. It's not talking about a particular day. It's talking about a dispensation. But in that particular moment. It's talking about in the resurrection. That event of the resurrection. It says that day was he begotten. So on that third day when he came from the grave, that was the day he was born again. And that was when the power of the resurrection was what? Dispensed. So the resurrection was where the power of God was in demonstration. The resurrection is where the power of God was where? In demonstration. So Romans 8, 11 tells us or sums it up. And Paul now tells us what that is, but Romans 8, 11, the scripture says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. So the Holy Spirit did not only raise Jesus from the dead. He showed us a pattern. The pattern is that anybody who also believes in the resurrection operation in Christ Jesus will also rise from the dead. That is what John 5, 24 told us. That he that believeth on him shall is passed from what? From death unto life. But if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead, from the grave, if that spirit dwells in you, that spirit dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also Quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So when you were born again, we receive the spirit of the resurrected Christ. And he dwells in us. This is what Jesus said. When he, the spirit of truth is come. When he comes, he comes to dwell in us. He comes to dwell in us. And his indwelling ministry. Is to cause our eyes to be open. Is to cause us to have revelation. 
is to cause us to have understanding when the teaching of the word is taking place. It's also to cause us to have a deeper understanding, the unveiling of the truth of God. He will show you things to come. Hallelujah. He will show you things to come. So, Jesus' death was where the power of God was demonstrated. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4, Paul tells us how that he received according to the scriptures. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Now, he now introduces a new thought. He says that demonstration of the power of God is called the gospel. The power of God was demonstrated where? In Christ's death. It is in that death that the power of God was demonstrated. Now he is saying, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand. Verse 2, that wherein what ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed, believed in vain. So the keeping of the, of the word in memory simply means believe. Okay? Verse 3. Then it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How did he receive it? From the scriptures. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Verse 4. Verse 4 says, And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So Jesus is, uh, Paul is now telling us that Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection is called the gospel. This is why in Romans 1, 14, so sorry, 16, Romans 1, 16, he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God. The same gospel. The same power that was demonstrated at the grave. That rose Christ from the dead. That same power is called the gospel of Christ. It is that same power that is at work when the gospel is preached. When it is preached, the scripture says it has the power to save. To bring men unto salvation. To everyone that what believeth, believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Praise the Lord. So Paul tells us that the gospel is the power of God to save. The gospel is the what? The power of God to save. The gospel is the power of God to save. Very, very important. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Who first trusted in Christ. We first trusted in Christ. When you trusted in Christ. Verse 13 please. In whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. So anytime we hear the gospel. Is the gospel of what? Our salvation. In whom also. After ye believed, 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 ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. 
So number two, or number three, number three now, because we have already established that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, okay, or the gospel is the demonstration of the power of God. Now, number three now, the God, the, the Holy Spirit is the one that seals the believer. When you believe, you are sealed with the spirit of promise. And because we have identified with the spirit of promise, we are now born into the body. We are sealed with the spirit of promise. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. So the man that is sealed by the Holy Spirit is now baptized into the body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. We have been made to what? Drink into one spirit. We have been made to drink into one spirit. We have now come into identification with the body, one body called the body of Christ. The believer, the fourth point is this, the believer that is born again now has become a new creature. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4. The believer that is born again, that have drunk, is sealed, and have drunk into the spirit, becomes a new creature. Ephesians 4 4. 4 4. 4 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Even as we are called. So when you become born again, sealed by the spirit, you are baptized into one body. It's called the body of Christ. Now that body of Christ, through the work of the Holy Spirit, creates in you a new nature. A new nature. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 to 23. Creates in you a new nature. And so the scripture tells us, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. 23. We read it earlier. Which is his body. So the church is called his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. The fullness of, the fullness of him that what? Filleth all in all. Romans chapter 6 verse 3 to 4. So the resurrection is by the power of God, the new creature is also God's handiwork. So when you are born again, you are also created by the same resurrection power that rose Christ from the grave. That is, you are the same product. You came from God. The Bible says that we came from God. Ye are of God, little children, for ye have overcome him. For the word, greater is he that is in you. First John 4, 4, don't go there. First John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is what? In the world. So we come from God. We hail from God. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave, that same spirit that caused Jesus to come alive from the dead is the same spirit that calls, causes a sinner that is dead in sins to come alive unto God. It's the same methodology. So Jesus said in John 5, 24, he that has believed has passed from death to life. 
Now he says, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ were actually baptized into his death. So when he died, this is how the man, the new man in Christ was created. We're looking at the new man in Christ. When Christ died, we died. When he died, we died. So the scripture says we are baptized into his death. To be baptized into his death means we have identified with his death. Verse 4. So being baptized into his death, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. So when he died, we died. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. The glory of the Father is the Holy Spirit. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. So the new man in Christ walks in newness of life because the Holy Spirit has quickened you, has animated you, has caused you to come alive. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are alive in God. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 tells us something very instructive. Let's look at that quickly. Romans 8 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh. It's not like, Lord, that's why if you pray the prayer, Lord, keep me away from them, keep me. No, the scripture says, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. How? Because he that is born and baptized into the, into Christ, into his death, has been born into the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you, he says, you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit. This is what birth new men. Your new man is a man in Christ, is a man in the spirit, not in the flesh. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So the Holy Spirit is what causes you to become his. This is called the spirit of Christ. This is the first point we looked at. We were all born by one spirit. The new, the spirit in the New Testament is called the spirit of the resurrected Christ. Ephesians chapter 2. The verse number 10. Let's look at this. Very instructive. For we are his workmanship. Glory. For we are his workmanship. The new creation is his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. To be a workmanship means he has put his seal on you. In other words, he has put his hand on you. His mark, his signature is on you. When he looks at you, he sees the signature called Christ. He doesn't see any other signature. No sickness is on you. He sees Christ. He sees the signature of Christ. You are his workmanship. Any defect in your body, any defect in you, is now the responsibility of the manufacturer. You are God's handiwork. Just as Jesus was God's handiwork in the resurrection. When we were resurrected from the dead, we rose up from death into life. Therefore, anything dying in your body, that's why the scripture says, he that rose Christ from the grave, if that same spirit dwelleth in you, he quickens your body. He quickens your body. These are realities that you must come into. Therefore, you are his workmanship. Any defect in your body, you tell that defect, you don't belong here. You tell that defect in your finances, you don't belong here. Any defect concerning you as the workmanship of God, you tell that devil that you don't belong here. No, I'm the workmanship of God. No, I carry the signature of divinity. I carry the signature, the seal of heaven. 
We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of promise. The spirit of promise seals you. In other words, no foreign body is allowed, is permitted to have any illegal entrance into your body, into your circumstance, into your life. Are you hearing me, somebody? Therefore, by virtue of this revelation, by virtue of this light, you walk out of sickness, walk out of pain, walk out of trouble. You understand that you are the workmanship of heaven. You are the workmanship of Jehovah. You are the workmanship of God himself. He has put his seal on you. Therefore, you are not going down. When others are saying there is a casting down, you shall say there is a lifting up. Are you hearing me, somebody? You shall say there is a lifting up. Salato, Zelia, Zelia, Zelia. You have the seal and the mark of the Holy Spirit. The scripture says, therefore, I bear in my body the mark of Christ. Let no man, therefore, let no man trouble me. Let no sickness, let no disease, let no influence from hell trouble me. Every trouble from hell tonight by the seal of the Holy Ghost. Right now, you, you, that thing is illegal. That thing is illegal. Marushala Kaya, Zalada, Kalada, Zolande, Kalakakai, Zwanda, Lekwatatai. You must get angry in your spirit and understand that any defect in your body is a responsibility of heaven. Heaven, heaven, heaven. He says you are his workmanship. Made, made to bring forth praise. Made for good works, not for not for evil works, for good works. You have been made in the image for good works, for good works. Your body, your life, your health, your finances, everything concerning you is of the handiwork of heaven. You are his workmanship. I say you are his workmanship. The seal of God is on you. The seal of the Holy Ghost is on you. The new man in Christ is not just an ordinary man. He is a superman. He is a man made in the image of God. Made after the image of him that created him. Are you hearing me? Ladu shala kiantoza lelala koanda zalakua zalakua zalakua. Therefore, you rise from your spirit with holy anger and say, "No, I refuse to be limited." I say, "No, I refuse to be limited. I refuse to be contained." No, I'm a man from the from heaven. I come from heaven. No, I refuse to be limited. He that is from above is above all. No, I refuse. By virtue of the drinking of revelation, the well of revelation flowing from you, the Bible says, We through that from the we shall draw from the wells of salvation. We draw from the wells, the body of revelation. From we drink from the body of revelation. By that revelation, we rule over natural circumstances, we rule over natural systems, we decree and declare any natural limitation today, it gives way to the supernatural. The scripture says, ye are of God, little children, for greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. If the spirit that raised Christ from the grave dwelleth in you, he that is in you is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He quickens your body. He causes your body to come alive. He says, you are not of the flesh. 
to hear the flesh and listen to the flesh. We are of the spirit. In other words, we live in the spirit. We flow from the spirit. We drink from the spirit. We walk by the spirit. The man in Christ comes to understand that just as Jesus, the created one, the resurrected one, was a man of the spirit, the man from heaven, the Lord from heaven, the scripture says that he is spirit. He is spirit. The first man was of the earth, earthy, the Lord from heaven. It's where the scripture says what? He is spirit. The first man was of the earth, earthy. He was soulish. The man from heaven is of the spirit. Hallelujah. He's of the spirit. Therefore, the spirit man rules the physical. The spirit man rules the physical. Losalakia, Zolega, Eliatala, Losha. And the last man, he's a quickening spirit. In other words, he causes to come alive. I say he causes to come alive. I say he causes to come alive. Therefore, anything dying, we cause it to come alive. I say I speak into your life. Anything dying now, I cause it to come alive. Your organs, they come alive. Everything dying around you, they come alive. Your spirit man, it comes alive. I say your spirit man comes alive. Everything around you comes alive. Anything dying right now, in the name of Jesus, the resurrected Lord, we cause it to come alive. I say let it come alive. We curse anything that is killing, that is killing, suffocating life out of you. Taking away your joy, we decree and declare tonight, Marushala Galagaya, Ango Keke Kala, Zalakala Zalakala, oh by the spirit of God, we declare now, let the spirit of him that raised Christ from the grave, the same spirit that dwells in you, let that spirit quicken, 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 quicken things in your body. For you are a partaker of the divine nature. You are a partaker of the divine nature. Marushalada, malada, balada, palada, balada, zalala, lala, balala, la, bala, roba, salabaloshetea. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is a quickening, a quickening, a quickening. And that quickening causes you to be quickened. Hallelujah. Causes you to be quickened. Now, the, that, that's the only point I can take now. I've, two, I think I've overprepared. <laughs> but <laughs> the last one before we go, we go into questions, if there are questions, is the spirit of adoption. Now, he that is born again, the new man in Christ, has received the spirit of adoption. Hallelujah. The spirit of adoption. So just like Jesus Christ, hallelujah, was begotten of the Father. He that is born in Christ has also is also begotten of the Father from the resurrection from the dead. Hence, we call this the spirit of adoption. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans 8, verse 15. Romans 8, 15. Malako shele lekala kuantale lekala fananakoshe. Romans 8, 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Which means we have received the spirit. But it's not definitely of bondage. But ye have received. It tells us the spirit we have received. The spirit of adoption. The word adoption there is a Greek word, heotesia. It is spelled H-O-U-I. H-O-U-I-T-H. 
E S I A H O U I H U Hui Tessia T H E S I A Hui Tessia and it simply means to be placed as a son to be placed as a son that to be placed as a son there means you now can adequately represent your father in the hebrew culture for somebody to become a hues and fulfill the mandate of hutesia it has nothing to do with being um taken from um a home and adopted into a family no 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 what it simply means is that you have received the mandate of placement where you can accurately represent your father can you say you can accurately represent god in every circumstance that is what makes you a hutesia a son of adoption so romans 8:15 says that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear if you are still struggling with fear is fear is a bondage if you are still struggling when you don't know whether god will do it or god will do it whether god will do it, you you are you are in that realm you are still struggling what it simply means is that you are not taking advantage of the spirit of adoption the holy spirit is called the spirit of adoption that is in you whereby we cry abba father it means that in the midst of despondency when you have trouble you cry abba father 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 abba means father so father father in other words he is the only one who can intervene verse 16 verse 16 says the spirit himself beareth witness so the spirit of adoption bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god then he says in 17 and if children then heirs heirs of god joint heirs with christ it so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together now we read a scripture that said that when he died we died with him that was a suffering he suffered in our place okay so there is no physical suffering again when he died we died with him we were baptized into his death that means he's suffering this is what he preached in Luke 24 he told the disciples about the suffering and the glory that should follow and the scripture says that after he taught them this in the verse number 44 downwards their eyes were opened of that Luke 24 and he said unto them these are the words which i spake unto you while i was yet with you before i died that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me verse 45 then opened he their understanding how did he open the understanding he he brought the the word open there means to 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 put the jointed parts the what used to hitherto to be ununderstood the mental blockage was removed that they might understand the scriptures then they began their eyes were opened he put all he removed the blockage and how did he do it through teaching he taught them who they were then their eyes were opened you are a use you have the spirit of adoption you have a spirit of adoption it means you must represent your father in every circumstance don't give up don't just lose hope don't just speak like a hidden don't speak with fear speak with boldness 
declare with sagacity, with boldness, with audacity in the face of trying circumstances. Rogue Galatians 3, 4 to 6. So in the resurrection from the dead, we are placed as Heotesias, as sons. Galatians chapter 3, from verse 4 to 5. Have ye suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. Hallelujah. He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit. And the reason why the spirit is ministered. Is so that miracles can take place. And worketh miracles among you. In other words by the ministration of the spirit. Miracles take place. Does he do it by the works of the law. Or by the hearing of faith. This is where I will stop. The way. The new creation operates and takes advantage of who he is in Christ is through what is called the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. The believer has received what brings him into what is called the hearing of faith. Galatians 4, 4 to 7. This is my last point. The hearing of of faith. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, Jesus, made of a woman, that means was made incarnate, made under the law, that means became a Jew, to redeem them that were under the law, to redeem the Jews first, that we, so that we, every other person that was not a Jew, might receive the adoption of sons, might become Eutesias, verse 6. And because now that we have been adopted. So it's, 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 it's a placement. The day you got born again, you became a Heotesia. How do you walk in this? We'll talk about this on Sunday. It's called renewing the mind. And because he are sons, so we are now sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son. This is what the Holy Ghost comes to do. Into our hearts, our spirit, crying, Father, Father. Crying, Father, Father. That's why it says, we have not yet received the spirit of bondage. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. We are no more servants. We are sons. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Christ has made us heirs. We are joint heirs with Christ. It means 100%, 100%. What God will do for Christ today, he will do for you today. What God would have done for Christ, he will do for you. And so Christ in us is what God will do for us today. But you must dare to believe through the hearing of faith. 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 This happens to you through the hearing of faith. Not through the hearing of your head. Through the hearing of faith. Through the hearing of faith, your, your spirit man comes alive. Is awakened to the fatherhood of God. Is awakened to the gospel. Is awakened to the power, the resurrection power that is in the gospel when it's preached. When the gospel is preached, the spirit of adoption in you rises up to the occasion. Rises up to the occasion. My last scripture, Romans 8, verse 9. Romans 8, verse 9. Romans 8 verse 9 But ye are not in the flesh 
but in the spirit. We read this before. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That means he's not born again. But if the moment you have the Holy Ghost, you are his. Verse 14 to 17. Mangla, sala, klatala, laklanta, lalala, laklanta, laklanta, laglatataya. Verse 14 to 17. Malong, latatala, leko of the same. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the hues. They have come to the place of office. We have been placed for as many as are led. The leading of the spirit comes through the hearing of faith. They are the sons of God. Verse 15. Malako tala. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But by but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father, Father. Verse 16. The spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit. That ye are the children of God. Verse 17. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. Joint heirs. Joint heir means Hundred, hundred, not fifty, fifty. Hundred, hundred with Christ. Hundred, hundred with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, which has happened already, that we may be also glorified together. So your suffering today is unnecessary. It doesn't glorify God in any way. Your suffering today, oh Jesus, you know I'm suffering for you. No, no, you are suffering for yourself. You are, you are suffering for yourself. You are suffering for yourself. So refuse to suffer. Refuse to say no. Refuse and tell the devil, no, I refuse. I'm a joint heir. There are portions for joint heirs and I partake of my portion. I take my portion. I take my portion. Lift up your voice to this evening and begin to speak to God. Whatever is your portion, you can take it. The new man in Christ is a superman. The new man in Christ is made, fashioned after heaven. The new man in Christ is made after the new creation. The man that has made him. The new man in Christ is called the new creation. The man baptized into the body. Lado shalalakaya zalilando seleklatatalaka malakoala zalaka talala malaka lala zalalakai kolonda leigalatala roshalalakaya. There is no impossibility for us. We refuse to see any impossibility. Moroshalalade mande katatatata le katatatata. Tonight I want you to get angry in your spirit. Say no, say no, say no, say no, say no, no limitation this year, no limitation this year, say no, marada da 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 da, mora ba 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 ya, zele kala kala kata, le la la ko paratatai, asusu andeleka, rusha la 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 ya, zaleda, 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 moro shalala, marasha tatata, say no. Say no by the hearing of faith, miracles are birth. Tonight I speak for miracles. Tonight I speak for miracles. I speak for the supernatural. I speak for the supernatural. I speak for the supernatural. Marusha Lalabada. By the hearing of faith, something ignites in your spirit to respond to the word of God. Zalala, 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 Ayakaya, Kaya, Kaya. 
Come on now. Rise up in your spirit and say no more. No more harassment. No more satanic encroachment. No more harassment. No more satanic encroachment. Leka la la la. La la la. La la la. La la la. La 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 la. Zalamalandolo shala. Malasa la la la. Zalala la la la. Alambeleleka ya. Aliolosa. 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 Izalala. Zalilala. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Rabalala bala. We speak for miracles. We speak for the supernatural. 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 Marushalada. Malankelalaya. Melekuatata. Melokuanta. 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 Radoja. Meloza. Melosha. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Likalalala. Likalalala. Zalalala. In the name of Jesus. We decree and declare. In your life. The supernatural. The miraculous. Now let it take place. Whatever you are desiring. I speak by the word of faith. I declare now. By the spirit of the resurrected Lord. I declare now. Whatever you are desiring. Receive it now. Take it now. Receive it now. I say take it now. I say receive it now. I say take it now. I say receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you desire. By the finger of God. Let the miracles take place now. Angels of God be sent into homes. Be sent into vehicles. Be sent into homes. Be sent into offices. Be sent now. Oh, Libra Shalala, angels of God, in the name of Jesus, we dispatch you. We send you forth. I say we dispatch you. We send you forth into homes, into lives, into, into bodies, into body parts, into places where the impossible is. We declare now, let there be a touch for the supernatural. Let the miraculous take place. Let the miraculous take place. In the name of Jesus. Anybody desiring the healing touch of God. Now receive it in the name of Jesus. I say receive it in the name of Jesus. Anybody desiring miraculous intervention. Let the miracle finger of God touch you now. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Have you received that word at all? I have received it. I'm the one preaching it, but I've received it. And so I know you have received it. Hallelujah. The man in Christ. The man in Christ. The man in Christ. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus... To be resident as the Holy Spirit. He says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me. Because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart. I want to pray for you quickly now. Wherever you are. Just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father. Let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, oh God that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration 
through the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ father I receive into my spirit a new spirit I am a new creation from today I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore I take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy